0: are you working toward your certified economic developer designation are you an economic developer deciding whether or not to pursue the certification or have you already achieved the designation in all cases you're in the right place welcome to the one two three cecd podcast Join your host, Nicole D'Souza, as she explores the path to becoming a certified economic developer and discusses the careers of successful economic developers. It isn't as easy as 123, but let us provide the motivation and inspiration to help you earn your CECD. Welcome to 123 CECD. This month's special guest is Kelly Violet. Executive Director of the Tomball, Texas Economic Development Corporation. Having just passed the exam in earning her Economic Development Certification three months ago, Kelly offers great advice for those making their way through the certification coursework. Here's my interview with Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Great. Well, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please?
1: Sure. I am currently the executive director of the Tomball Economic Development Corporation. I've been in this role for about six years. Prior to that, I was uh, the city planner for the city of Tomball. So I've been in Tomball for a total of of 10 years. Um, We uh, moved out here from Southern California, so don't hold that against me. But uh, I was a a city planner um, in the city that I had worked in, in Southern California. Uh, for several years before we moved out to uh, the Tomball area. So had a lot of overlap between planning and economic development and, and whatnot.
0: Very neat. Well, how did you get into the economic development field?
1: I really honestly kind of fell into it. Um, I was a, a political science major and knew that I you know, loved this field but didn't quite know exactly what I wanted to do. And um, ended up out of college, working for the city of Riverside in Southern California, and ended up working for the um, mayor, and then went on to the planning division, and that's where I really just kind of fell in love with the idea of developing and, and growing cities, and you know, really looking at the shape and the form and the context um, of of cities, and so really did that for a number of years. And then when I moved out to the Tomball area, um, I was kind of out of market. And then in that we weren't really a, we weren't a zone community. Um, we didn't really have a planning division. And um, you know, I knew that I wanted to, to stay in kind of this the small town realm. And so I ended up getting hired on here with the economic development corporation as the coordinator about six seven months into that role um, the city adopted its first zoning ordinance and that was in february 2008 and they hired me on as their city planner so i did that for a couple of years and and loved it it was you know a huge challenge being kind of the first one to implement zoning and and you know the culture of, of planning into a community and uh, you know got to do things like the the comprehensive plan which was the city's first comprehensive plan and so it was a lot of fun and a lot of opportunities as far as um, you know being able to to work on so many different types of levels of planning um, that you don't often get to do when you're in a city that has a more established planning division and culture. Um but what one of the things that that always kind of uh challenged me in that role was i'm I tend to be a a positive person by nature and and one of those that always is is optimistic and being on the planning side, particularly with current planning when you're looking at at projects and you have to kind of be the one that enforces the the code and the regulations and and being the one that has to sometimes say no to projects that you know are going to be great projects. Um, you know, kind of wears on you a little bit. And I think that for me, it really, it got to the point where I felt a little bit like um, I, I wasn't really fulfilling my capacity as far as what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be. And about the time that I started kind of feeling that way, the director of Economic Development Corporation had announced her retirement. And so that's kind of what got me thinking of Coming back to the EDC, um, and and you know, kind of using what I've learned in planning, and particularly planning here in Tomball, to the benefit of, of the community, and being more a facilitator versus an enforcer. And so that's really kind of where I, I took that leap to come back and and jump, you know, headfirst and 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 fully commit to the field of economic development.
0: Well, you just recently got certified this summer. Congratulations!
1: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: So, what inspired you to become a certified economic developer?
1: Um, I think for me that it was just something that I knew at some point that I would do. Um, I was I went through the process in the planning field. I'm certified through the American Institute of Certified Planners, and you know, for me getting that certification and, and, um, you know, going through that process, you know, there's a sense of, of validation. And I think a sense of commitment to the profession that I felt, you know, for me was, was just something that I knew I wanted to, to pursue. And so, um, I really kind of started that process as soon as I, I moved back to, the economic development corporation here in Tomball in 2011, I started going through the courses and it took me a couple of years. I think I took my last course in 2013 and through those courses and going to different conferences and, and talking to different people and hearing, um, you know, how difficult the, the test is, it really kind of scared me, you know, and, and it made me, um, keep pushing it off and keep pushing it off till I got to the point where last year um, yeah, I just decided that this this was going to be the year I was going to do it and I was going to sit for it and try it. Whether I I passed or failed, um, I needed to to take that leap. And so that's really kind of where, um, you know, it, it started for me as far as, you know, the studying process and whatnot.
0: Very neat. Very neat. So, how long did the process take you, like, in the amount of years, would you say? Um,
1: Well, as far as getting the um, amount of of experience, obviously, and um, taking the courses, I would say that I really don't feel like I would have been prepared to sit for the exam any sooner than I did. It took me about two years to to go through all the the required courses. Um, But I think it's taken me really this long to feel mentally prepared, you know, to to sit for it.
0: I mean, it is a very scary test. Um, It is. uh, What most surprised you about the process to the certification?
1: Um, I, I don't know that it was such a surprise. Um, you know, I think I, I had talked to enough people and, and done enough research that, you know, I knew what the test, you know, the makeup of the test was. I knew, you know, from from talking to people how intense it was as far as um, the the volume of information and, and the manuals that you have to read and really in depth on, you know, some things that I may not be, you know, uh, have any experience in. And so, really trying to make sure that I I went through all that and and understood it but I think probably the the thing that that surprised me um was when I got in there to take the test you know I knew how much time we'd have for each section but it really hit me when um we were taking the the essay portion because it's it's so much you know when you're you're from the time they say go you're typing, and you really almost don't have time to to pause and think of you know your next sentence because of the fact that you know you're under such a time constraint. So that probably was was the thing that that uh, surprised me the most was just that feeling almost of of panic of not having enough time to to complete all the essays and then go back and format them and reread them and and whatnot.
0: That does sound scary as well. <laughs> surprising scary. <laughs> um in what ways have you seen the economic development field grow and evolve
1: i would think that you know i think that there's there's really if if you look at our field in in general there's probably one thing across the board that that has changed and and evolved and i think that's the advances in technology you know i think that that's definitely not just changed our field but significantly impact impacted our our world and you changed where and how people work, um, how we market our communities, how we're perceived—you um, know—I think all of all of the the technology advances have have just impacted our our entire way of life. Um, you know, everything from talent attraction to you know the idea of of working and, and living in a community. Um, that you have some tie to because now you're, you're almost, you know, you can work from anywhere. And so I think that the technology advances have have definitely impacted, um, you know, our, our way of life, our way of, of doing economic development. I also think that the, um, millennial generation is, is another thing. That's been a big change to our field. You know, that, that idea of going from, you know, a, a Workforce and and working for a company, you know, the loyalty to really having more of, I think, an entrepreneurial spirit. You know, if they don't like the job, will quit and go get another, and or go work for themselves. And I think that you know, a lot of companies that I talk to, it's it's interesting because that's very much on their minds. You know, how do we attract the the best talent? How do we attract these millennials? Because they're our future. So I think that that is definitely something that the the world of economic development is has been you know impacted by um, because it ha- you know the generation is just it's it's such a change from um, what we've seen in the past.
0: That is very true. Very true. If you could choose one thing, what is your most successful economic development tactic? Probably
1: collaborating you know, with, with other groups and, and building consensus. And I think some of that comes from my planning background, you know, when you're, when you're a planner, you really are looking at, at consensus building and, you know, creating this shared vision. And so for me, I've kind of taken that with me, um, you know, in in economic development. And that's one thing that I think we all do you know through relationship building and and working together um, with our allies and partners? But I think for me that's probably my most successful tactic um, because you know you, you you're able to do more with with more hands. And I think the the more we can work together, the the better off we all are.
0: Very true, very true. Well, can you tell us about one project that you are particularly proud of?
1: Sure. Um, it's, you know, I've been fortunate here in Tomball to be able to, to work on a wide range of projects for me, the, the one that I'm most proud of, the one that I think at the end of my career, I'll look back and and feel like I accomplished, you know, something or left a little bit of a mark is, is the business and technology park that we're developing here in Tomball. Um, I started in February. Um, and when we had our first edc board meeting here this was 2011. i pitched the idea of developing a a business and technology park and really the the background there was we really did not have any type of of business park or industrial park or you know anything like that that was you know a, a source of of attraction for companies either that were looking at relocating here or that needed you know additional room to expand and so when we would respond to leads or look at leads that would come out, um, you know, we we really didn't have the the infrastructure. We really didn't have the sites. And so that was one of the things that our very first meeting with me as director, I had talked to the board about, and I said, I, I really think that we need to look at at the idea of... You know, buying a piece of land and putting in the infrastructure and having something to sell, something that's going to, to bring companies here and make it easier for companies to, to come here or expand here. And, uh, you know, I feel like that's something that not only did they trust me to, to move forward on, you know, as a new director, but I feel like we've been really pretty successful so far with that we have put in all the infrastructure Um, we just completed the infrastructure earlier this year all the water sewer gas streets we did a major drainage channel um, and detention pond so the site all the sites will have off-site detention and uh, so that wrapped up um, probably about march of this year And we've sold two lots already. One is to a company called Packers Plus Energy Services. They bought 17 acres. Um, When their project is complete, they will have about 353 employees. um, And it's a $21 million facility um, that's going to be developed in phases. Their phase one is a 50,000 square foot research and development facility. Their second phase is 237,000 square feet, and that's their manufacturing facility. And then their final phase is their corporate office building, and that's going to be about 40,000 square feet. So that was a big one for us. That was our first land sale. And to get a, a high-caliber company like that, you know, a, a global uh, company that was really going to invest in, in Tomball, was huge. And then the second land sale was to GE Bets and they purchased about five and a half acres to build a forty five thousand square foot laboratory facility. So, you know, it was not one of those that we went into the project thinking, oh, if we build it, they'll come. It was more, you know, if we don't have anything to sell, then then nobody's gonna come here to buy. And so really what we were looking for was to give ourselves, you know, an, an advantage and and be more competitive regionally and, and statewide for for jobs and for growth. So that's the project I think that I'm probably most proud of.
0: That is very neat and definitely one to be proud of. Very, very neat. Thank you. Now that you have your certification, what is next?
1: I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good question. You know, obviously, it's it's keep maintaining the certification, going through the recertification process that that's required every three years. Um, but I think for me, you know, it's, it's not, that's not it. You know, it's not the end of, of what I want to do and what I want to achieve. Um, you know, I guess I think it's really more of a feeling of maybe helping those that are, you know, looking at, at going through that process and, um, you know, providing any type of advice or tips that I can. Um. But other than that, I don't know.
0: Well, that is very exciting as well. Are you still taking the community economic development classes?
1: Yes. So this will be, this year will be uh, my third year at CDI. Um, and then I probably will sit for that exam, although having just gotten through this process, I am not looking forward <laughs> to doing that anytime soon, to be perfectly honest with you. It's just, it's so, you know, it's, it's, it was very time consuming and and very stressful. And, you know, when you have a family and you have a job, you know, any extra time that you have to um, devote to something else, you're, you're taking away from one aspect of your life. And so I feel like I'm finally getting back to the pretest lifestyle.
0: (laughs) So I'm probably (laughs) going to hold
1: off on taking the CDI test for a little bit.
0: That sounds good, definitely. But after taking one huge test, another big test does not sound fun at all. No. No. (laughs) No. Well, what would you tell someone who's debating whether or not to become certified?
1: Um, I think I would tell them to that, that they should go for it. You know, really, you have nothing to lose other than your time. And if you're not willing to invest your time in yourself, then I think, you know, you really need to look at what, what your passion is because to me, the, the, the idea of becoming certified was really more of a, 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 you know, a personal achievement. Yes, I think it's, it's great. It's, it makes me more marketable as, as an economic developer. Um, you know, there's a, there's a sense of, of accomplishment, but. I looked at it really as as an investment and a challenge to myself. You know, can I do this? I've been in this field for, you know, six years. I've I've been in Tomball for ten years. And, you know, I I I guess I just wanted to see, you know, is it is it really as hard as people say it is? And I think, you know, it definitely is challenging. But I would tell, you know, somebody that's considering it that you really don't have anything to lose.
0: Well, well, what advice would you give someone who's making their way through the certification process right now?
1: Um, I would say definitely to read all the material. I mean, that's a there's no doubt about it. You've got to read all the manuals, and reread them um, in order to pass the test. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, I tell them to to talk with others that have taken the test, those that have passed and failed, because I think for me, one of the things that really helped in preparing was just talking with, with other people, you know, finding out how long they studied for and, you know, were there certain books that they focused more on and, and whatnot. So, you know, just getting the advice and kind of, you know, mentorship um, from others is, is huge. The other thing I would say and probably one of the most important is to be disciplined in your study habits. That was something that was really a constant challenge for me, because you know we're busy, and you're busy at work, you're you're busy at home, and trying to set aside time on on my schedule to devote to this test. You know, I almost had to to just set it like I would any other meeting or appointment and um, make that something that was a priority. So being disciplined in, in your study habits is huge.
0: Perfect, well, I have a couple of wrap up questions for you.
1: okay
0: The first is what motivates you? what gets you up in the morning?
1: Well, I think there's a couple of things professionally, you know I love my job it's it's fun and it's it's something that you know I always i I always say I have kind of the best job in Tomball, and I think part of that is um, you know I get to learn all the time get to learn about different businesses and get to learn about different skills. Um, And, and you meet so many people, but I think for me, it's really, it's, it's being able to enjoy what I do. um, Enjoy the, the environment that I work in um, and, and help people. And so I think professionally, that's what, what motivates me. Um, You know, personally, I have two little girls and, um being a role model to them really is is something that's important to me you know showing them that you know if you if you work hard and and you know put the effort in and and be a you know productive member of of a community you know it it, it gets you get paid back not just monetarily but you know you, there's a lot of fulfillment in that
0: well my last question is what is your favorite hobby
1: I don't know if it's so much as a, as a hobby. Um, I coach, uh, girl softball as a, uh, 10U a team and I've been doing that for a couple of years now. My daughters both play softball and, uh, I never played growing up. And so I had to really learn, um, you know, the rules of the game and I never envisioned myself being a uh, coach and, I gotta tell you, it's something that I absolutely love. It takes a lot of time and, and a lot of effort, but to work with you know these kids that are coming out there and, and they're learning the sport and they're um, learning to be part of a team and, and work together and win together and lose together um, has just been amazing for me. It's been something that I think I have enjoyed almost more than, you know, than anything because of the fact that you see in these kids that the growth over a season and, uh, you know, you see the highs and the lows. And at the end of it, when they come to you and say, you know, this was, you're my favorite coach or, you know, this has been, this has been a great season. I don't want to leave really makes you feel good.
0: I bet. I bet. That's great. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. You shared a lot of advice that I know the audience will find helpful because I found it very helpful. Um, And we just really appreciate you taking the time and uh, look forward to continually picking your brain as we make our way through the certification process.
1: Thanks, Nicole. Thanks for having me.
0: 123 CECD is brought to you by Impact Dashboard, the only impact software built for economic developers. For more information on this podcast or to listen to past episodes, check out www.123cecd.com.